This is the Idea Time Show with Dr. Joe North, helping facilitators expand their creativity, confidence, and impact through the power of innovation in action. Gain confidence as a facilitator, confidence with the technology, and confidence with your content and event design. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies, and interviews that will accelerate your personal and business success. And now, here's your host, Dr. Joe North. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Idea Time Show. We're going to be talking about daring to be different as facilitators. And we're going to be thinking about, well, what does that mean? What is daring to be different? Why is it important? What gets in the way? And some practical tips about how you can just push it a bit and be more creative and try some things and really work on standing out and building your personal brand. So I'm really delighted that you're here with me because I know that some of you are really trying different things and you're you know, you're really experimenting and being creative and doing things that are really quite you know, innovative and distinctive. And I know as well from the questions that I've had that some of you are saying, well, actually, I'd like to try some stuff, but I'm not feeling particularly confident about that. And I'm playing it safe. And really, I'd love some tips on how I can push things a little. So that's our subject. It's going to be a really great show. If we've not met before, I'm super pleased that you're here. So I'm Jo North and I love everything to do with facilitation. I facilitate and I also train people to facilitate. I write about it, I podcast about it, I vlog about it and uh, as you can see I really really enjoy it. I think it's such a gift that we have um, as facilitators to bring people together, create an experience, do great work and you know really tap into the collective creativity and wisdom in the room. So I'm here, I'm here to help you expand your creativity, confidence and impact as a facilitator. Now, I said earlier that our subject is daring to be different. And I'm going to start with a bit of a story, actually, because what made me think about this was right at the beginning of lockdown, I decided that I was going to use the time to really do some business development. I mean, I was working you know, haven't have been just as busy as ever, but really thinking about how I could use some time really productively to get some learning. And I did a social media survey from people who followed me, interacted with me, but had never met me in person or who had never worked with me directly to get their perceptions. And it was really fantastic. I had some very valuable, very kind, very generous feedback from people and I'm sure you might be a little bit the same I'm always interested in well what could I do better you know and I I asked a question which was what might stop people working with me and I had a couple of responses it was only a couple but it really made me think which were well you're so creative and you're very different and sometimes you're a bit out there with some of the things that you do so the feedback was that maybe corporates won't like you or maybe corporates will be turned off working with you maybe you wouldn't do well working with an institutionalized hierarchy was one of the exact phrases that was used and I thought that's really 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 interesting the first thing is I actually thought it said as much about people's perceptions of the corporate world as it did about their perceptions about me which was interesting but actually the vast majority of my work 
is with corporates. I work internationally with big organisations doing all sorts of stuff and I show up and me, I do what I do, I, I try and do the very best job I possibly can at all times of course, but I am that sort of creative out there different person when I'm working with people as well. So really interesting piece of feedback and I thought well you know I wonder if sometimes people aren't you know playing to their full potential if they're not letting that personality shine through if they're not really being as innovative creative as they can be and trying things and as I started to talk to some people some people in my idea time membership which is for facilitators and other people that I coach with their facilitation especially since we've gone so much more online they were feeling the same there were things they wanted to do but actually I've been working with them to you know to push that further and to try some of the things that they want to do and give them the confidence to do that successfully and also learn so what does daring to be different actually mean well firstly it's not about being different just for its own sake it's not about just you know being gimmicky being quirky just trying to stand out trying to grab attention that's not what this is about it's about being distinctive in a way that brings value for the clients that you serve, for the participants that you have in your sessions. And how you can be distinctive, how you can be different, is through how you inform, how you educate, how you entertain, how you lead, through the style that you have in the way that you interact, through how you package and brand what you do, and also from how you put activities together, how you choose to do them, and so on. So there's lots of really practical ways that you can be different and you might say well oh yeah so what but why does it matter why do I as a facilitator have to be different well you know you don't have to be anything but I'm suggesting it's useful to think about the question how you know how daring are you and how different are you because it's a really useful one to ponder and I'll, I'll explain why we all have a brand whether we like it or not, we all have a personal brand. And I like the Jeff Bezos expression, which is your personal brand is what people say about you when you leave the room. So whether we think we're communicating or not, we always are. And just being competent and good and efficient and effective is essential. You know, it's the foundation for everything, but it's not enough on its own. As facilitators, it's important, I think, I believe that we, we build our personal brand and we think about what makes us different because that makes us memorable, you know, it helps us stand out, people understand what they're going to get from us and what we stand for and all of those good things. It also helps to create an even better delegate experience because if you're daring to be different, if you are standing out for, for all the right reasons, you know, being creative and, and creating difference, it means that your delegates will have a better experience It'll be more interesting, it'll be more engaging, it'll be more creative, fun, enjoyable, thought-provoking. It'll be more memorable for them as well. It won't be one of those events that they go to and then come away from and really forget. And I think, you know, I know that we're all so committed to what we're doing. We really want to make the impact that we set out to make. And that's super important to us as facilitators. We're very service-driven, I think, aren't we? You know, we, we really want to do a fantastic job with the people that we serve. So it makes it memorable. And particularly now we're doing so much online, 
there's so much Zooming, you know, lots of back-to-back meetings. I think participants are going into all sorts of stuff in their organisations. So when they come into the room, whether it's virtual or physical room with us, then they're going to get something different. They're going to be pleasantly surprised. It's something to look forward to if they've worked with us before, yeah? It's something that's going to take them back a little bit if they haven't in a really good way. Go, okay, I like this, this is different, this is really interesting. I really, really enjoy this experience. So being different is really, really good, as long as it's different for all the right reasons and in ways that help. And I think that is through being you, bringing your whole self into the room and really sort of creating different experiences. And I know I've had many questions around, yeah, but it's not, you know, particularly online, it's not the same as when we're in person and it's different, but it can still be as good as being in person, just in different ways. And we need to think it through. So what's stopping us? What's stopping us being as different and as daring as we would like to be sometimes? Well, I think, you know, there's a number of things. The first one is limiting beliefs. We've all got them. These are sort of self-imposed constraints, really. You know, things that we think will be true, but we haven't really tested. We're just assuming that they're going to be the case. So I'll give you for an example. Through my career, I've had all sorts of leadership roles. I've moved from supermarket retail. Out of that, I went as in publishing and accounting before that. I did a modern languages degree before that. Out of retail marketing, I moved into HR, moved back into retail again. And then I moved into being a leader, a director of a group of transport companies and then into a move from sector, from bus to rail, or gosh, and all sorts of things, you know? And, and I don't think that there's any reason why we shouldn't move sectors. I, I don't think there's any reason why we shouldn't change what we do because our skills are transferable, yeah? But I have worked with people who thought, well, that's the sector they're in. You know, that's, that's the only place that their skills will be useful, and that's not the case. So sometimes those self-limiting beliefs, those self-imposed constraints that aren't really there can sometimes get in the way. So have a think about that. Also, we don't want to do anything too quirky in case it's not socially acceptable, in case people judge us or judge what we're doing. And I've had this so many times. You know, sometimes when I explain to a client what we're going to do in a workshop, particularly when they've not worked with me before, some of it sounds a bit you know, weird and different. I mean, it's not, it's all very, you know, it's good, useful, purposeful stuff, but to explain it can sound a bit different. And then they'll go, I can remember one client saying, well, Frank's never gonna go for that. Frank won't get involved. In fact, Frank will be quite difficult, okay? Now, when, now Frank's name's been changed, by the way, but when I got into the session, Frank was fantastic. He loved it, he embraced it, he really got stuck in, and he talked about it positively for weeks afterwards. So sometimes I think we think, well, how are people going to react to this when actually they'll probably quite enjoy it. And the secret is really when you're doing different things, when you're doing more creative things, is to, if you're okay with it, then everybody else will be as well. So if you're confident, assured, you know, you explain, not over explain, but you explain why it's purposeful and that you're doing this activity with an intention, then people are up for all sorts of things. However important in inverted commas they are, however difficult in inverted commas they are, it is very, very, very rare. And I work with literally thousands of people every year and I can count on less than one finger, 
you know, how many times people say they're not going to play. Now, another reason is actually just lack of imagination. It's not being inspired, you know, getting into that rut, doing the same thing, getting into a routine, sometimes time and being busy and juggling loads of commitments. Sometimes that all comes into the mix as well. And I think this is where it's brilliant that you're in this group here, you know, that, that we're in this community, the workshop facilitators group. It's fantastic because what we can do is we can share ideas, we can learn from each other and we can be inspired and look at you know, all the great practice, the fantastic work that's going on around us. And I think it's all about risk taking, you know, we, it's, we'll push ourselves, but there's a sense of, well, there's a risk involved in that. But there are ways that you can reduce that risk. You can practice things with a safe group of people before you go live. And, you know, as long as you can sort of recognise where things fit in and maybe try different things at different times, then that will work really well for you. But a nice tool that I use, sometimes if I'm gonna try something a little bit different, I might say, I just wanna try something out, you know, and I'll ask the delegates permission, if I can just try something out for a few minutes, we'll see how it goes. And usually it takes off, you know, and we actually use the stuff and we keep going with the thing I'm trying out because it works really well. But just to give yourself a bit of confidence with something that you're not sure would work and you think well it could be brilliant if it works and actually if it doesn't work not so sure but I know there's this potential in this maybe just saying up front and you know, just trying this out and people are really happy to try things out um, obviously don't try everything out all the way through your workshop just maybe maybe do it once and pick your thing so a lot of the questions that I've been getting around daring to be different are well, I'm worried that people, you know, will react and not like it. Well, as I've said, you know, if you're okay with it, then so will everybody else be. Um, what about if people don't like what I do or if they don't like me, then, you know, I don't feel comfortable with that. Well, the thing is, you know, we're not going to please everybody all the time. People aren't going to like us all the time. We can only do our best and we can only show up and, and do the best possible work that we can. It won't be for everybody. I'm certainly not everybody's cup of tea. And although I think you're wonderful, um, I th you know, you're probably not everybody's cup of tea either. It's the way the world works. And trying to be liked by everybody is a way to just being, you know, really mediocre and really safe and very unmemorable, very forgettable. So let's do us, let's bring our whole selves to work, be the best that we can be really listen and really engage when we're in the room, really be switched on and aware. And there might be, you know, a percentage or two of people that, that, you know, you're not for them. And that's okay, because you'll still be doing a professional job, you'll still be getting the outcomes that you're there to get, and they'll still be getting results. Okay, so think about that. The other question is, well, what if it goes wrong? What if I want to do something, you know, I try something new and I try and be different, but it doesn't work. Well, it doesn't work. It's learning, it's mistake, it's a growth. You can think about what you would do next time, how you would do it differently if you were to do it again, and keep working on it. So have the majority of your sessions with things that you're comfortable with and introduce a new thing one at a time. You know, the whole thing doesn't have to be radically different or transformed. 
Just do it really gradually, but learn. And we all make mistakes. We all press the wrong button. We all get our timings wrong. We all say the wrong thing, you know, as, as well practiced, rehearsed as we are. And it's fine, you're a human. And people really connect with people who are fallible, uh, just like them, and it won't matter. You know, in the big picture, the odd thing here and there won't matter at all. So I've got a few P's for you to help you to dare to be different. There's a couple of P's not to do. So the two P's to completely eliminate, avoid, the P for perfection, because perfection doesn't really exist, it's not attainable. So let's give ourselves a little bit of space, let's be kind to ourselves, and let's aim for excellence, let's aim for doing our very best. And the other one is, the other P to stay away from is people pleasing. So this is trying to do the right thing by people, but accepting that we can't please people all the time, you know, 100% of the people all the time, it doesn't really work. There are some P's that we should do, and these are planning and preparation, because if you plan and prepare, especially when you're doing something new, then it, your confidence grows, you feel better, it's more likely to go smoothly. Sometimes even with the best of planning on routine things, you know, things go wrong. So it's not a complete guarantee. But with planning and preparation, you'll feel like you've got a really solid footing. Processes as well. Make sure your fundamental processes are in place because then that gives you space to shine. It gives you space to do another of the P's, which is to bring your personality into play, you know, to use your strengths to bring your whole self to your facilitation and to serve fully. And also to play, um, you know, have some enjoyment. We know from a lot of innovation research, certainly I've read hundreds of pieces of research on innovation as part of my PhD, and playfulness drives creativity, it supports collaboration, so have fun with it and don't take everything too seriously. And I'm sure you don't anyway, but it's, it's just one of, my, one of my P's, so I thought I'd include it for you. Think about your profile, think about your brand and what you stand for, and think about the, you know, the impression, the long-lasting memory that you want to leave people with in terms of the impact that you've made. Only you can do what you do in the way that you do it, and that's what's magical, that's what's distinctive, because you are completely awesome. And actually, if you want to have a think about your style, if you want to think about being very values-led and what you stand for and you know what your brand is all about, then I've got, yes, another free programme for you. This one you can just do in your own time, just have a look um, on the website. There's a free programme, there's videos, there's a workbook for you to download, all free. I'm really helping you to think about your facilitation style and what that what that stands for. And I have one more P, which is package. You know, you can package your activities, you can call them things, you can give them a distinctive look, you can deliver them in a certain way. So I've got a tool that I've created, which is a combination of three or four things. I use it in my own special way, and I call it futurescaping, yeah? So have things like that that are quite distinctive to you and that are ownable for you. But don't forget, I'm here every Thursday at 8 o'clock in the evening UK time. And if there's anything you'd like me to cover, then please let me know because I'm here to help you expand your creativity, confidence and impact with your facilitation. Bye for now. I'll see you next time.
Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time Show, brought to you by Dr. Joe North. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and access more completely free resources at bigbangpartnership.co.uk forward slash resources. We'll see you next time.